0: hey it's the kentucky guy and thank you so much for listening to against the mat wrestling podcast here at against the mat wrestling podcast we talk about past present and future wrestlers and promotions so yeah i'm so glad that you've joined us as for myself i've been watching wrestling off and on for over 25 years and I find much enjoyment into it. I have a whole lot of knowledge, and uh, you know, I kind of, I kind of see where some things can be changed, and some things are great, right? But, anyways, once again, thank you so much for listening to this episode, and be sure to click subscribe or follow, no matter where you're listening to us from. We're on all platforms: Spotify, Google, Apple, Comcast. Uh, amazon music and it goes on and on so check us out here at against the mat wrestling podcast enjoy the show thank you Welcome to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, everyone, uh, the Kentucky guy. Hope everyone is having a fabulous 4th of July weekend on this beautiful Monday. Let's hear it. Yeah. And I am honored to say that we do have a co-host today. Our co-host, Christian Reeve, is on with us today. Christian, how are we doing, sir?
1: Not bad, man. I'm not bad. Kind of up to my neck in work right now but it's good and i even managed to fit in time to watch wrestling how about that <laughs> uh, <there. laughs>
0: and i i tell you christian i follow you on uh on tiktok and uh and a couple other ones and you're always out there working man and uh i tell you what uh, uh i admire that uh that's truly uh, adm- admirable so oh, thank, uh,
1: you. thank you sir no i mean it's I, i'm a bit of a workaholic but i'll try not to I'll try and keep this brief um But yeah, I don't know. I think I've realized as I've gotten older that it's not just kind of like a, you know, this, this word workaholic has almost become like a dirty word. And I don't think it's necessarily has to be, you know, there's nothing wrong with enjoying working and getting stuff done. You know, I think there's a difference. Like when you're working for yourself and you're building things for yourself that you want to do, that you're passionate about it doesn't really feel like work you know. and you have to kind of remind yourself, like I'm sure you have this problem too. Like when you're working on stuff you love, sometimes you just forget like the basics, like, Oh, I should probably eat. Oh yeah. I should probably go outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a while.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Especially in, in the kind of business that we're in right now. Right now I used to be in the private sector for a very long time. I was oh, cool. actually a general manager uh, for several Uh, AT&T and uh, Sprint uh, call centers, Uh, worked in uh, Lexington, Kentucky, and uh, Jamaica, Montego Bay, Jamaica for uh, many, many years. And uh, uh, it's a different type of of workaholic. Like I did that and, uh, uh, you know, I did find myself um, sacrificing a lot of time with the family and and what have you. Um, But this is definitely different. A couple years ago, uh, actually last year, I was forced into early retirement due to uh, unforeseen health issue. Oh. And uh, working from home now and doing this kind of stuff, uh, it uh, it's uh, man, it's <laughs> it's just as hard as the private sector. Let me tell you. <laughs> mm. Well, first, does, firstly, I'm, so,
1: I'm sorry to hear about the health problems, man, but I'm happy to hear you're able to work from home. Um, I think that's one of the things. Like I, I I'm, all, I'm always a big advocate of working from home. Like my work that I do a lot of the time, like because I'm a freelancer, so in addition to acting and all the other things I'm doing, um, one of the bigger things I'm doing is like marketing work and stuff. And so it's all working from home and I've been doing that for years now. And I don't know, I, I feel like it's, you get a lot more done and I totally get where you're coming from as far as like, sometimes it can be more stressful, if not more. And like, you sometimes forget, like, even though home is home and, you know, you've got an office there, you're still lost in the
0: work and you're like, ah, (laughs) <laughs> but I suppose it depends what it is I don't know yeah I don't, you sit around in your pajamas all day and work and that's just not the case
1: <laughs> no no if anything I, I still make an, a conscious effort to get dressed and because it's like I don't know I feel like if you don't as tempting as it is some days uh, I don't know it, I feel like less motivated if I don't get up do my routine you know just feels like a, yeah like ready for the day ready to get stuff done and
0: And that is why I started doing the uh, videos uh, on Clapper and Rizzo and so forth, uh, because uh, that forces me to, you know, uh, dress for success. Right. Even though I'm not actually going out uh, Mm. out in the world, I'm still putting myself out there. So, yeah, absolutely. Also, uh, Christian, a huge announcement. Um, It looks like finally I'm going to have everything ready in the studio and we will be able to starting next Monday. Uh, if everything works out, it looks like it's going to, to have our first video podcast, which should be oh. nice. Yeah, so I patient. mean, it's
1: you. You need to. I think it's important. I think it'll be good having you know faces to to the to the names to the face. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> clips, videos. You can see the people. Yay! And also, man, I'm telling you, man, clips, especially since it seems like. I don't know. I, I'm quite I'm quite surprised. I thought out of the two of us, I'd be the more so you'd be the more controversial one, but it's seeming like I have the more controversial opinions. So I don't know. Maybe this would be funny.
0: <laughs> I don't, uh, uh, we'll see um, as time goes on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so especially when we get to the 10 best and 10 worst wrestlers, I can't wait to get there. Oh, but man, we-
1: I've got bone to pick with you that. <laughs> but yeah, let's
0: wait. <laughs> But let's uh let's get into Money in the Bank. Um last Friday from the Block Talk podcast, uh Boogie, one of the co-hosts, uh actually joined the show and him and I uh actually made a few predictions on Money in the Bank. And uh yeah, let's just say that uh Boogie you um yeah, you're a great guy but you lost horribly. So let's <laughs> <laughs> Let's go over the matches uh, real quick. Uh, I would say so- just
1: be- just before you continue, it's so oh. difficult to predict like WWE pay-per-views these days. Like as far as like who's going to win, because like back in the day, it was a lot easier. You know, sometimes they'd pull a swerve on you or pull a surprise, but generally speaking, you could sort of track a storyline and be like, okay, logically, this person's going to win. But I feel like these days. You know, it it is a bit of a surprise. And there were some things on this show that were a surprise, you know. And and that's cool. But, like, I've noticed that they tend to save the surprises for, like, WrestleMania season as opposed to the rest of the year. Sometimes you get lucky, like, a, a SummerSlam or whatever. But this is money in the bank. And it's, you know, aside from the main matches, you know, you don't expect a lot of surprises elsewhere. But there were a few here. So,
0: yeah. This is the first money in the bank in a very long time where I felt like throwing the remote control at the TV. Oh, really? I um, was definitely shocked and not happy with some of the results. Oh, Absolutely.
1: damn. Oh, this is going to be interesting then. Cool. I'm excited.
0: Yeah. So on the ladies, the women's uh, Money in the Bank is one of them. Uh, 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 Boogie, and he shouldn't even get this credit, but he does. He actually <laughs> picked Liv Morgan to win only because he was crushing on her. That's it. He doesn't even know her, doesn't. Know her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I I mean, she, Becky she is,
1: Becky, you pick Becky Lynch. Yeah. I mean, I think Becky Lynch would have been like the 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 general expected choice, but Liv is, is kind of more like uh, she, she 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 that's the the choice that makes more sense as far as like moving forward. Like Becky doesn't need it, but Liv does need it right now. Um yeah. so it, it makes sense. But I I can see that. Yeah, but but the rest of them in there, I mean, uh maybe I, I thought maybe Raquel Gonzalez could have been like a, a dark horse, maybe. Um and you would well, you mind if we jump into talking about the match or do you want to save that?
0: Absolutely. Cool. Right um well, Morgan.
1: What yeah. I will say about that match is that well, firstly, I think live winning it, yeah, it makes total sense. Um they've been building her for a long time now um you could argue maybe she'd need a bit more time but it's been a while and this is the perfect match to kind of elevate someone um and this this is this do it and as we get later in, into the show we, we can see why um which again was a surprise but we'll get there um i thought actually do you know i was fairly happy with this match there was some cool stuff they did um with raquel gonzalez like as the kind of the giant and they worked around that and they did some interesting team action on her and there were some fun spots throughout, you know, that that kind of reminded me about like, the old days of TLC matches and, and ladder matches in general. So there's some fun stuff here. There were some clunky parts though, like you know, like I to give you an example, there was one spot that just stood out like a sore thumb where they were all, I think Raquel was like in the corner, and then a bunch of them were laying on top of her with the ladder against them, and then. I think it was Becky ran into them or ran up the ladder and smashed onto them. And then you see them kind of pile out as they do, but I kid you not <laughs> live literally just like, I don't know how to put this um, without a visual aid. Like she just kind of like lifted herself up and moved herself away. <laughs> Instead of like rolling, like, you know, pe- in pain selling, she just kind of quietly just went, Ooh oopsie, and you could see her do it, and it was at the corner of my eye, and I was like, that's cheeky, and there was a lot of that in this match, um, <laughs> and it kind of sucked you out of it sometimes, but you know what, overall, it was an okay match, and actually, I think one of the better matches on the show.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a decent match, too. I, uh, the ending surprised me. Um, I didn't think Liv Morgan, I actually had Liv Morgan, uh, she was my pick last year and in mm. to thank. And I think uh, WWE really made a huge mistake by letting the Nikki, almost a superhero, win that last year. I thought that was ridiculous. But anyway, so live Morgan, Money in the Bank women's uh, winner. I told you, man, I'm the controversial one. I'm the hill. You'll see. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, your, your opinion is your opinion. And I think
1: there's always going to be contention. And there's actually contention with other people on this show that surprised me actually when i started looking at twitter i was like geez uh liv doesn't bother me i mean i think they could have done more in the match to build her a little bit more it like i I will say a lot of the time when you watch these matches they're hit and miss as far as if they actually present the person who's going to win as likely to win in the match Do, do you know what i mean like in the sense that like when they're telling the story of the match sometimes it will come out of nowhere that they win because they've like spent the whole match, I don't know, getting beaten up or they have barely sort of been in the ring or something. Uh, or they're the clear favorite and and the match tells that story. But with Liv, it was kind of, to me, it was like, okay, Becky has got a lot of offense in here. Raquel got a fair amount. And then everyone else was just kind of there for the ride, which, you know, you need those people. Um, but I really didn't feel... I was kind of surprised that Liv won it, to be honest. But not because she didn't deserve it. More just the presentation of, of the match. But I don't know. That's my only
0: real sort that, of that's she was. That's why she was my pick last year. Because if you, if you think back to last year, mm-hmm. she had to beat Sonya Deville, who was the acting GM at mm-hmm. that time. Had to go through all of these hoops just to get into the match. And uh, then she didn't win, you know. And And that's the thing as well.
1: That would have made more sense because I remember that. Like, I wasn't as keen on WWE back then, like, watching it week to week. But I do remember that. And I remember she was being pushed hard and there was a lot of support, just like there is now. But, yeah, then they went with Nikki Ash, which, she's a great wrestler. They're going to be wrong. But I'm not, I'm personally not a fan of that gimmick. Um, It is what it is. Uh, Yeah, because I try to remember that, you know, wrestling... It's not. It, it's a generational thing, and not everything that you see is going to be intended for you. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not for because yeah, I, I don't know how, how old you are, but I'm like 29. I see a character like Nikki Ash. I think that's kind of more aimed at kids, and that's fine. You know, there's kids watching. Um, it's no different to like when we watched, say, the Hurricane back in like 0203. 02, you know, it's a similar thing. Um, I think the only problem with that gimmick is that like sometimes it feels like there's not much direction with it like when they first did it it was kind of fun because it's like oh has she kind of lost the plot what is this you know it's kind of like a fun thing and then they turned their heel which just baffled me i don't know like it just (laughs) do you know what i mean because it's like whenever they choose to turn someone heel sometimes it could be fun but with with her turning heel with the you know, a face gimmick. It it just, I don't know. I I just didn't see the point. And ever since then, it's felt like she's been lost lost in the shuffle, which blows my mind. Because when she was just Nikki Cross, it was brilliant. Uh, when she when you know when she first sort of came out the sanity stuff, and she was just on the main roster. Even I'm talking ages ago as well. Like even before she started doing the stuff with the Lex of Bliss, um, I really I was really hot on her. I thought she was really good. Um,
0: yeah, I liked her when she was with the Eric Young and Insanity, and in, in NXT it was great. Yep. It's good, but I actually preferred like when she was on her own. That that small period where
1: she was just on her own on the main roster on SmackDown, and they were kind of just present. They, it was kind of a continuation of that gimmick, but it was like we're sticking with her kind of thing, and like we're doing something with her, and it was really fun. Um, yeah, but, the only but one well, it's interesting as well. She 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 actually requested the gimmick change. She wanted to do this um which is fine it's just i wonder did she have like a long-term plan for it like i feel i feel i i personally feel like the gimmick has run its course but i don't know maybe maybe there's some more they could do with it but i mean everything that we could see that's been done has been done i mean i think the last fun thing i remember about that gimmick was her ch- sort of randomly just beating the hell out of molly holly <laughs> it's just
0: it was kind of fun
1: why not do that spot you know. Um,
0: yeah, she. I'm uh, like you. I think it's ran its course, and uh, for her to be able to get into the title picture again, or anything of that nature, main event picture, even, uh, she's going to have to probably change gimmicks again. I uh, I just don't see it lasting. Potentially,
1: uh, I, I'd return back to the previous gimmick. To be honest, I don't think she needs to do something new. I just think she. Needs... I mean, you you could even position it in a way like a return to form sort of thing you know.
0: Oh, yeah, or have her come out as a heel and join Alexa Bliss. That would be amazing.
1: Or nah, nah, get her far away from Alexa Bliss. But you know what? That's a whole other story, what they need to do with Alexa Bliss. But I actually think um, if they continue this Judgment Day thing, she could join Judgment Day and that might be interesting.
0: Yes, very, because she used to be partners with Rhea Ripley.
1: So, yeah. Yeah, you could do something there. I don't, know. I, I don't know I mean factions to be honest like they, WWE generally does them well but I'm kind of sick of factions right now and that's I blame AEW for that but uh it's just I just feel like everywhere I look there's just a faction and not all of them some of them are good and some of them elevate people and some of them don't um
0: you know, since we're talking about factions, uh, Judgment Day, I'm, I'm kind of wondering because uh, did you see that uh, the Edge uh, commercial?
1: Commercial. Uh, walk-
0: yeah, uh, that was Edge. A lot of people think it was Bray Wyatt and so forth. But if you watch it closely, it had like uh, Kurt Angle's um, uh, Olympic gold medal in there. Uh, it had the uh, Undertaker's. What, what was this on? This was on Money in the Bank. It was a, a promo. Oh,
1: I must have missed. Oh, maybe, do you know, maybe it came on when I skipped a match. I mean, there wasn't much I skipped on this pay-per-view because I watched most of it, but I must have missed this.
0: Yeah, it showed a gentleman uh, walking through fire, wearing sunglasses. Um, if you, uh, the dirt <sighs> sheets, Twitter and everybody's trying to say it's Bray Wyatt. It's not, it's Edge. Uh, and uh, it, it just shows, you know, it's time for him to come back. He had to been back on television since June 6th.
1: Uh, but uh, they have to wait until he, he grows his hair out again, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so at least, at least half a year.
0: <laughs> so, so, so look for, a, I don't know if he'll form his own faction or just go, go against Judgment Day on his own, but I do see that on the horizon. They've, they've, like, kill, they've killed it. Like
1: any chance they had of that faction working is dead now. Like, I don't know why they chose to pull the plug on it so early, you know?
0: Yeah, they're fighting the Mysterios on uh, tonight. Actually, it doesn't make- unless you're going to have Dominic turn against his father, which I've been calling for six months. It needs to happen. So.
1: Maybe, but do you know what? If they're going to do that, then that needs to be like Ray's final match ever, I think. And then they they have to have like a clinic. It has to be like a brutal storyline, and then he whips him at WrestleMania, and then he passes the torch, and they shake hands, and it's you know.
0: I see. I see. Uh, uh, kind of a Kane and Undertaker storyline here. I see uh, Ray not wanting to fight him because it's his son, and then he finally gets pushed in the corner like the Undertaker did. I kind of see that kind of storyline. I see him dragging it out a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean it can work. It's got all the makings of a good storyline. Um, yeah, last good brother. Oh, sorry family related storyline I can think of was probably the, the Cody Rhodes versus um, Dustin Rhodes match at the beginning of AEW like that was brilliant storytelling really emotional and you could do the same thing with this you know you could really pull on the heartstrings and that's uh, WWE really does that well when they really want to go for a, like an emotional storyline they know how to book it and they could do
0: it with this I think. and Dominic actually in one as a child I don't know if you yeah this with- of course man Eddie Guerrero yeah C- can't can't forget about
1: the custody of Dominic Ladder match. come on <laughs> <laughs> that, oh. I mean that, that made you care I mean I I mean you literally that, got I'm lie. sorry but that that was just Bantz. that was just hilarious <laughs> I'm your puppy come on who doesn't love that <laughs> and I, I love I love as well that Dominic on Twitter like on Father's Day sometimes just like for, for bants will just tweet out like oh to, to the best puppy and like <laughs> he still plays into that storyline
0: <laughs> Oh man, um, latino he he was one of the kind
1: oh, I- absolutely man one of the greatest of all time
0: so let's move on to the men's uh money in the bank um boogie's sure. uh boogie's uh prediction was riddle which i know he was a sentimental favorite my prediction was actually seth Rollins. i thought this was going to be a husband and wife uh, money in the bank however to our surprise uh, sh- cannot get over this guy uh, theory uh, actually was thrown in never had to qualify for the match like all the other participants <laughs> and actually won it <laughs> uh, in the immortal
1: yeah. words of Jim Cornette <laughs> it's cause he's a huge Come on, man. It's a brilliant book. I don't understand why everybody's whining on Twitter so much about this. Like, come on. Everybody knows that he's handpicked by Vince McMahon. In storyline, that's what we know. So, of course, he's been put into this match. You know, like, you could book the storyline yourself. He, You know, he lost his United States Championship. He went and whined to the office. He got his match, and he runs out, and he does it. You know, it's that's an easy story to tell. Of course, I... The the great thing about this, about him being a heel and getting unfair opportunities like this, is it makes the crowd hate him, which is working. And that means that eventually when he does kind of get over over, right, it'll be huge. You know, yeah. look look at what happened when they finally got it right with Roman Reigns. You know, he's over like a rover and he's not even turned back to face. He may never turn back to face. He might just remain the way he is, you know, he doesn't need to. Um Yeah, they call them tweeners sometimes, don't they? Uh, Look, theory... The only thing I've heard about theory which you can make an argument for is, oh, it's too early. It's too early. Well, sometimes you've got to pull the plug on someone and give them a chance. I mean, Christ. The Rock was like 24, 25 when he first won a a championship. Randy Orton, I think, was the youngest world champion. Brock was really young. You know, like, sometimes you just got to go with a guy. And theory, from everyone I've seen... On the roster, uh, with the exception of um, Rex Steiner, who's not, you know, I don't know why they're still keeping him in NXT. I guess he's just polishing off. Um, aside from yeah. him. Sorry, go on.
0: He needs to change his name. That Braun Breaker, that's just... Stupid. Yeah, he's a
1: Steiner. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> but just, just, just five minutes on, on, on Rex Steiner, or Braun, Braun Breaker, as they call him. Uh, <laughs> what is it, what's the old expression? If he walks like a dark cracks like a duck you know like, He he's a steiner through and through he's literally like he's the spitting image of both of the steiners and he talks exactly like both of them. he's a steiner like it, it's like the equivalent of trying to i don't know uh
0: i don't know well, it's like uh it's it's just how they messed up with Kurtel uh kurt axel he should have came out and did the mr perfect you know uh I couldn't disagree more with that. I'm sorry. No,
1: no, 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 no. Look, they did the Mr. Perfect gimmick. What do you mean? Oh, he should have done the Mr. Perfect gimmick things. No, he should do his own thing. The, the way they messed up with Kurt Axel was that they never gave him a proper push. They always just kind of booked him as a lesser guy. They gave him one push where they tried to push him with Heyman, uh, but they messed him around. I, I believe Hunter buried him.
0: He was a United States champion.
1: Yeah, but come on, man! Like they—they they don't. When it comes to that sort of middle mid card, right? When it comes to those titles, winning those titles doesn't always mean something. It, it can mean something. Like for example, we've seen that with Austin Theory. He won the United States Championship. He was toying around with that, and then boom, go to the to the World Championship. A lot of the time, and I think even Vince has said this before: people that are connected with him always say that you know the mid card titles are just kind of an excuse to see what they look like with a championship and kind of get an idea of what they're like as a champion before you push them for the main title
0: Right, Uh,
1: but not everyone that gets you know those mid card titles um goes to the main event and that's not even to say they need it either. I mean, I, to the best of my recollection, I don't think Mr. Perfect ever won a world championship, but he didn't need to because he was just so brilliant. Um, the problem with Kurt is, Kurt Axel, and I didn't follow his entire career, but he he could talk, he could work, but they just never really properly gave him a shot, I, I don't feel. Um, and like, no, not everyone gets lucky. That's the thing. Um, it's unfair, like, in wrestling, like, everyone that you you really get behind, some people... It, I think the unfairness is sometimes it'll be the people you don't want to see pushed are the ones that are pushed, but the people you really feel like they deserve it, they don't get pushed. But then every <laughs> once in a while you get someone who you do want pushed and they do get pushed and it's like a fairy tale. But, you know, it's...
0: <laughs> yeah, I get you. Yeah. I just think it would be cool to have them come out, like do the behind the behind the back uh, basketball shot and make it some of the things like and I just, uh, I think he would have went over better. Uh, that's just my opinion
1: though. Oh, I yeah. don't know. I think it's dangerous trying to do that. I mean, didn't they try and do that with David Flair and it just,
0: you know Yeah, but work? he Rick still wrestling though you know what I mean? Was, and plus that was WCW
1: <laughs> Yeah, but still still, it's the same thing. Like, if you're going to book a wrestler a second generation wrestler and your, and your plan is to kind of have them do the exact same gimmick as their father. I mean, how, come on, what do you expect? It's not going to work, especially when they're so beloved. And even, I bet even Curtis Axel knew that. You know, I I, I think he, he even said that in interviews, that he didn't want to do exactly what his dad did. Like, he was proud of his dad. How, how could you not be? But would he have wanted to do the same thing as his dad? No. Yeah,
0: that's why he took on a different line. As- yep, yep, yep. That interview, but yeah, so Austin Theor- or Theory, they call him now. Uh, he is the Money in the Bank winner. Here, here's my question, uh, Christian. Uh, he, every, everything points to him and John Cena at SummerSlam. So, is it going to be for the briefcase or just a regular match? He no longer has the U.S. title, so what's your thoughts? There's a couple of ways they could go with this
1: he could cash in and then you could have John beat him at SummerSlam and have a little mini-reign. Uh, the way I would do it, the way I would do it is is have Austin Theory cash in and have a mini-reign. doesn't have to be long, but then he loses it to John. John becomes champion. 18, time, 18 times? 18 times, yeah, passes Rick. And then... What you do with that moving forward is you build to WrestleMania and somehow you keep the championship on John till WrestleMania. That would be how I would do it. But then uh, John would have to be free, and it's uh, there's a lot of unlikely scenarios there. But um,
0: uh,
1: what, what will they do? I, I think they'll just do a standard match, probably SummerSlam, and John will lose um and put theory over and it'd be be a good match i mean theory is a fantastic wrestler you know
0: so Uh, he is he's you're right i mean they got the right they got the reaction they wanted uh when he won the money in the bank i mean if you look at uh twitter and you you listen to the fans booing on uh on the actual show i mean they they got the reaction they wanted (laughs) to be well to be fair, (laughs) that.
1: The fans kind of annoy me with wwe well in general actually aw wwe like because it's all fine having an opinion and and whatnot but like their their complaint about theory mostly was oh it's too it's too early right that's their complaint oh it's too early well like i said before sometimes you just gotta try with people you know i mean He's a great wrestler. He's he's really good in the ring. He knows how to sell like really, really well. Like, oh my God, there's so many wrestlers that don't sell properly anymore. He sells fantastically. Anyone he's in the ring with, he makes them look great and he gets the most out of them. So he's a brilliant wrestler. He's good on the mic. He needs polishing here and there, but he's good on the mic. He was, I mean, you saw the stuff with Cena. He was hanging with Cena. I mean, the verbiage was not great, but that's just WWE, but he'll get more confident He'll find his own. He's already doing very well. He's doing he everything ex- expected of him. Like, I, I really feel like that's
0: their next guy. That's he actually next. reminds me a lot of Randy Orton. He does. Randy Orton was about his age when he won his first championship. Here's the, uh, deal.
1: Here's the deal, right? You've got Austin Theory. I'm sorry. They need to bring that back to Austin Theory. Not Theory. Well, This is stupid. Austin Theory and Brom Breaker. Okay, Braun Breaker's not 100% ready, but he's getting there. A year, maybe less, it'd be on the main roster, right? So then yeah. you've got Austin Theory and Braun Breaker, two magnificent wrestlers, right? You could yeah. have like your next Rock and Austin right there. Think about it. They're different types of wrestlers. You know, one is kind of more of a brawler classic kind of technical wrestler the other one is more of a high flyer but you can do technical they would work really well with each other and I can see it you know you can and so many people in the industry say that like I think uh, Cornette already called it he said that Bron Breaker would be the world champion within the next three years and I, I can really see it and I think that theory would be a great heel opponent for a baby face breaker do you know what i mean yeah i, mean, I, I... You, you, you got a lot of potential there like i think the problem is and it blows my mind the, the fans because uh, for, for all fans are smart now and everyone knows everything like <laughs> they don't think enough seem to think enough about long-term booking like and don't get me wrong i mean it could just be bs and we've seen a lot of wwe booking where you know you clearly they don't think far enough ahead and you know sometimes they just pull the plug quickly I mean we already gave a few examples of that earlier but I think with this with people like Theory you can tell they've been earmarked for great things they're going to be protected and they're going to be protected in the right way Um, and also just because he's won the contract now doesn't mean he's gonna you know claim and so, cash it in straight away, and 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 in a, in a terrible way. They're they're going to save it. We know they're probably going to save it because they've just cashed in Libs one, uh, which was an interesting choice, I have to admit. But probably the if they weren't going to do it, then then when else are they going to do it? You know, you have to get it when Ronda's at a disadvantage. And I was quite surprised actually; they still gave her quite a bit of offense, and then eventually just went for the roll up. <laughs> I actually, do you know? Actually, could just say. You know that bit where they had her uh, um, about to tap out? I really thought they were going to go with it. I thought she was just going to lose and have a failed cash-in. And I was like, damn, that's bold. But do you know what? I thought I thought they were going to go with that and essentially just turn Ronda heel. Because I could already hear the chorus of boos. And I was like, damn, they're going to boo her in Las Vegas as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I oh. that was going to happen too. Uh, it reminded me of the Baron Corbin cash in. You know what I mean? Way back when. So. Oh, am I allowed to swear? <laughs> or would you, would you rather not? I can click. Go can, ahead. Go that, ahead.
1: Was, that was the shits, the drizzling <laughs> shits. I'm sorry. That was the worst cash in ever. Because they did it. not they do it on SmackDown as well? They didn't even do it on like a proper pay per view. He just cashed in, got murked within about uh, five seconds, and then that was it and it's like wow you just wasted the ca- the cash in like and don't get me wrong sometimes it's fun t- to do that but like the cash in can be saved and used in so many different ways you can do it straight away you can do it as a surprise mid year you can do it right at the last minute you know there's so many things you can do with that and they're still finding new and unique ways all the time but that was just like a fart <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. So keeping Theory in the conversation, uh, he did lose uh his United States title uh okay. at Money. Bobby Lashley. Um Boogie actually picked Theory. Uh I actually picked Bobby Lashley. I, I couldn't see a way that Bobby Lashley could put uh Theory over unless Umas came out and interrupted. And mm-hmm. I really think is done. So uh so yeah, so Bobby got it. I, Bobby's a world champion. I don't know about this USA. United States champion. I think it's fine. I think it's fine.
1: If you've if you've been a world champion and you're a mid you know you have a mid-card championship, I don't think it hurts you. The only way the only way I think it hurts you is when you've never been world champion. Because it's from our perspective, it's like, well, they're never giving them the chance. I mean and that's the thing, it's it's silly, isn't it? Because do you need the world championship to be over? No. No, you don't. If the goal as a wrestler is to be over then that can go in different ways. But the measure of success is often, you know, the world championship, isn't it? The old Stone Cold saying of like, oh, if you don't want to be the world champion, you shouldn't work here. And it's like, I get that, you know, that that's the ultimate goal for many wrestlers, but maybe not every wrestler, you know, and we found out over the years that some of them just go there to collect a paycheck. Some of them are just, you know, they're happy with their lot. They're happy with, I don't know, being like a comedy wrestler or being like a a lower mid-card or a mid-card or a tag team. or You know, like everyone has different goals and that doesn't make you any lesser or or any... Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's the be-all, end-all. But I do think that at the same time, WWE could do a lot more to build up the prestige of titles. Like, I don't like the fact that they make the intercontinental and American... U.S. Championships feel like nothing because they have at times felt really fun and and you know when Namir's had the Intercontinental Championship, it felt like a big deal. He really pushed hard for it. and It really felt like a big deal. In the past, you know, Razor Ramon has had it, Mr. Perfect has has it had it, and they've made it feel like a big deal. You know, you can make those titles feel like a big deal, but then they yeah. just they just sometimes they just kind of at the moment I, I'll be honest, the championships don't really feel. Like a big deal and to be honest they kind of just feel a bit boring that's my issue with them is it's just like the picture is a bit like eh. like i couldn't tell you who like the intercontinental championship is uh champion is i just don't remember because it's not really that important because they don't present it as important they flip-flop all the time Yeah, you know, if they booked the mid-card championships like they booked the world championship where they don't change hands often it might be a bit more interesting
0: yeah, your Intercontinental Champion is Gunther. Uh, oh a- yes, of course. Sorry, yeah, yeah. That's he was the right. United uh, United Kingdom champion for the longest reigning uh, forever. He was over three hundred sixty five days. I feel bad. Uh, I feel bad for
1: um for not remembering that actually because Gunther is is fantastic. He, yeah. he
0: is. Uh, I don't understand the name change from Walter, but yeah, he is great. Um, he- <laughs> is it? Isn't it because it's, it's uh, his name on the Indies. So they just want to own.
1: It's like intellectual property rights, isn't it? They have to own your name. You know, oh, we have to own you.
0: You know, right? It just would have, if they'd have done it at the beginning, it would have made more sense, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe they just don't think that far ahead. I mean,
0: <laughs> I look at Butch, right? So. Mm.
1: <laughs> Dude, but I'm I am still scratching my head over this theory thing. Like, why does every wrestler on the roster just have to have their names dropped? You know, I don't get it.
0: Are I, we
1: just are we are we moving up to the point where we just don't have you know four names? So everyone's just Orton, Lesnar, Lashley. Like we can't have four names. Like that's sacrilege, apparently. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or are they trying to think if they change his name, we'll forget about his horrible run in NXT? Possibly because he did not have a good run at all in NXT. So that's uh,
1: nonsense. Look, people, people's memories are long and what and what and, and ranging but generally speaking you're not going to remember like the specifics of what happened like five years ago in NXT on this particular day like you remember roughly speaking you know but most of the time you focus on the the here and the now you know um, like for example Roman Reigns you know are, are you thinking about the times when he was overbooked to the you know to death and everybody hated him and it sucked no you're thinking about the tribal chief and how he's being well, no, now you i know? do
0: but you know my feelings on roman reigns <laughs> yeah well, well i'm just giving
1: an example like generally speaking i think most people tend to live in in like now what's going on now like you you remember i can, I can remember like good points bad points in the past with like reigns but i'm just saying in general like you you tend to focus on what's going on now and you're, you're nostalgic at the past or you're fond of, of, you know, what's happened in the past, but generally speaking, you focus on what's going on right now. Like
0: today's society is all about right now, right now. That's too. I mean, and and this is coming
1: from me. I'm a very sentimental nostalgic person. So me saying this almost goes against everything I believe, but at the same time, you know, I love, I, I'm all about living in the now, you know, and looking forward to the future in that. And I, I think that's, the way you have to be in with wrestling. I still feel like there's always that sense of wonder, like, oh, maybe there'll be a really, you know, cause even, even today, you know, wrestling is not what it used to be. And for me, I, I feel like the best days, as I've said before, are kind of behind us, but at the same time, you know, every once in a while you do see something that's really special. You know, there were moments on this show money in the bank that really did feel like just good wrestling
0: you know like the, the Rousey match i thought that was good wrestling which one uh ronda rousley when she defeated natalia mm. uh, yeah i wanted
1: to talk about this actually that was a solid match and it made sense because look um natalia is is a great wrestler she's from the hearts family you know you, you know and you know they've been training together for a long time there's history there you know i, I knew that they this feud itself was a no-brainer, um, and is is a pretty solid kind of feud to have for Ronda sort of c- and coming back into the company. Um, and they, you know, they've done a really good job to actually keep Ronda as as a face right now, because um, you know they had to push her heel if you remember in her last run because uh, of a bit of a backlash, and she went with it to be fair, but she was not happy about it. And here we are several years later, and she's a big Huge face, and now Natalia is helping her, and um yeah, just a great match, really. And I, the the surprise with Liv was a bit left wing, and I, it was fun how they did that. Obviously, we spoke about it earlier uh, as far as
0: to finish, but yeah, yeah. Did she hug? Ian, yeah, did you notice that she did? She was, hugged, hugged Natalia, or no, she hugged Liv after she won the championship. Yeah, around- I um. I- I, think, I didn't care about that because you know they're gonna fight at SummerSlam. So,
1: well, maybe they're still deciding what to do as far as like how to book it because look, they're in Vegas. That's you know Ronda Rousey town, or at least you know has been. Um, maybe they're trying to kind of keep Ronda neutral for now because it, it's difficult. I feel like the only way around this is is to turn ronda Hill, but at the same time she just got back you know
0: (laughs) she's oh um um i don't know if you have to turn her heel dude
1: Um... dude think about this think about this right summer slam have they have they booked is it is it official yet live and and rousey Uh,
0: it's all on the dirt sheets but i don't know if it's official yet do you know everybody's talking about you know what i i would do
1: and I know everyone's going to boo and be like, "No, that idea sucks." But to be honest, to protect Rousey, I would book a three-way. Three-way. Yep. Yeah. Of have course. have someone else in there. Um, take Bailey. the fall. Take the. Ooh. No. 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 Because she'd have to take the fall. Well, look, there's different ways you could book it. I mean, look, if the match was was Bailey, Morgan, and and Rousey. And Bailey um, gets. If Bailey won, that'd be huge. Everyone's gonna love that. But then it's like it's only a month. I mean, dude, they're doing SummerSlam at the end of this month. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, it's I, like it's, it's, it's doable. I mean, you you could do you could do like you could do a secret opponent deal and have Bailey just come back as the secret opponent at SummerSlam. I suppose you could do that. But it just it would just be seems a bit unfair to live to just give her the championship and then just immediately take it away from her like less than a month <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I, I don't know how long her reign will be to be honest with you um uh they just yeah, well, at least give her a couple of months just to kind of figure out if
1: she's got something you know i mean isn't that the whole point of being the champion is to see right. like okay can we make money with this person like can they carry our company no, be the, the the face of our company etc like you know it's not yeah,
0: really- me pers- that she should be uh carried to at least the royal rumble to so january but yeah i mean yeah I, I mean traditionally
1: speaking yeah um i i i feel like liv has potential i mean she she's she, she's not one of my favorites like just in general but i like her i think she's she's a good baby face she's a fun heel like she's i feel like she's just very still like learning a lot you know She's she's still in that process. She's still working hard and just kind of, and and now is the perfect time to test things out. But I don't think this is the problem with WWE. Sometimes is that they don't really give people enough of a chance to to like test things out. You know, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes like Vince will start pushing someone for a couple of weeks and then just be like, oh, no, actually, no, 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 no. But and but the fans have already got invested in it. And it's like, you never know what to get invested in or what not to get invested in. And a lot of the time, the backlash actually comes not so much from necessarily from things being booked that people don't like. It's more like the stop-start nature of things or like pulling the, the, the rug from under our feet when we're just getting into something, you know? I mean, you yeah. saw the reaction. You saw how huge it was that Liv won. And hey, you know what? Maybe it was more just because it was a surprise. But it to me, it looked like everybody was really for her. I mean, they were really happy when she won. And they were really happy when she cashed in. So... Oh, she's over right now. Huge. Right, yeah. So maybe it's not a good idea to take the
0: championship from her just yet. <laughs> well, so, Rousley, though, she's over quite a bit too so it'll be interesting real quick uh on that match uh ronda versus natalia um boogie actually picked natalia i picked ronda so once again uh in your face boogie um so moving <laughs> so moving on to the we also had the other uh women's championship on the line bianca Belair versus carmella uh both boogie and i both picked uh, bianca um I kind of knew that was going to be a squash match. Boy, that was a quick match. Uh, The only thing I don't understand, Christian, is the ending of that match. Why in the world would they have Carmella attack Bianca? Um, Are they setting up a rematch? I mean, it doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, to get the heat back. And no one expects, not to be harsh, because I think Carmella's great. It's just no one expects her to beat Bianca Belair. You know, unless you're gonna do like some sort of shenanigans or like maybe a roll up or something like that, like she's not she's not gonna out wrestle Bianca. Bianca's like a better athlete, and that's again nothing against Carmella. But when you just look at the presentation of it and you and you think about it just from the the simulated fight kind of mindset, um, it's just I don't know. And also to an extent, how they portrayed Carmella. They have put her in the title picture, and she has been the champion before. But don't forget, like when she was champion, she often had like assists from uh, I think, was it? yeah, or um, James Ellsworth when he was in the company, and you know, right. like it, it's always kind of been that that kind of Jinder Mahal style um, championship booking. Like she, she's she, like what I'm saying is she's she's not beating people like clap flat clean in the center of the ring like maybe a few but like generally speaking not whereas if you compare it to like charlotte becky lynch bianca Belair, you you see where i'm going with this like it's she's not been presented in the same way um and again everyone has different roles different approaches and stuff and she she, she's improved a lot i must say over the like she's she's really good heel
0: she's great on the mic i personally think she's underrated I think she's. Yeah, a I, I, I,
1: I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that.
0: But yeah, something for sure. is her, her actual husband, Corey Graves. He's been released to return back to action now. I was kind of looking for him to maybe get involved in that match and cost Bianca the title. I didn't choose, I chose Bianca, but uh, I was looking for that because it's kind of funny that WWE released the news that Corey Graves is able to return back to action. I mean, he's been a commentator for I don't know how
1: long. He, uh, do, do you know what he said as well? And I, 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 Normally, when people make these kind of statements, I often think like, yeah, whatever, of course you're just saying that. But I actually believed him when he said this. He released a statement saying his focus is on being a commentator. And as much as he's open to returning to the ring he wants to pursue commentating and make that his focus. And I, I really believe that. I don't think he's working anyone with that. I think that y- you will see him in the ring. He'll probably do some like fun. Um, yeah, probably a mixed tag or something with Carmela at some point. That's inevitable. Maybe he'll do it. I, I imagine they'll probably do at some point and it will, I, it could be amazing or it would be annoying, but they'll definitely do a mixed tag where it'll be Miz versus Corey with the wives against each other. Like it's just inevitable. You know, because why wouldn't you? And it was, to be fair, it was a lot of fun when they did it with John Cena, actually. It um, was great. But but yeah, they'll probably do that. Uh to be honest, I think they'll probably do that with Miz and Cody as well at some point. <laughs> um and they're, fu- they're fun matches, you know, but that, that's I think the kind of matches you're going to expect to see Corey in. I, I don't imagine you know, he's going to... But then who knows, man? Stranger things you know? have happened. And
0: I'm they, okay with that. I, I think he's a great commentator. I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I think he's just... Don't forget like he he re- uh, retired from action, I think it was, what was it 2013? Was it? Is that right? Oh, wow,
0: yeah. Yeah. I think so. so
1: that's nearly 10 years and look, th- there'll be other examples made, but I think a lot of people remember that yeah, he was on the indies for a little bit before WWE, but he was still very much in the beginnings of his career when he retired. And yeah,
0: he, you oh, know, one time. Yeah, yeah.
1: He he since he, then he he's like completely changed his life and his career. And he's really like he he's a good commentator. He's fun. And he's really made an effort of it. And that's and it's it's very difficult. To, to then be told like, oh, hey, that thing that you originally did, like you can do that again now. Like, I, I, I can't even imagine how that must feel for him or what's going through his head. Like, I, th- I think he's probably kind of weighing up his options and and also thinking about how it would actually be portrayed. Like, he's not going to suddenly just be back on the roster and be a you know wrestling every show and yeah. And I, I wouldn't think he would want to do that either. Like, I think it would be better to. To Portray him casually as you know having matches here and there and stuff, but the, who, who knows, man? Who knows? Like, it's all right. down to him and and I guess the company as well. What they decide to do,
0: yep, I, I, I agree. And I like I, he reminds me so much, he's a hill commentator, so he reminds me of the greats like Bobby Heenan, uh, the King Jerry Lawler. And mm. I think he fits where he's at right now. So,
1: uh, oh, hey, yeah, so did you, um are we finished with with Money in the Bank, or
0: is there still more to talk about? Uh, got one more, and yep. that is Usos defeating the Street Profits. Oh, oh, and uh, actually uh, chose the Usos as well. So I actually got four out of the six matches correct. So uh, thank you, okay. thank you, thank you. This was
1: this was the standout. This was the match to w- If you're going to watch any match from Money in the Bank, if you haven't seen it this is the match to see this was brilliant and the thing is it's when i first saw because this was going to be a match that i was going to skip um because you know how many times have we seen the usos and street profits fight i mean come on but i i thought you know what it's pay-per-view they always raise their game for the pay-per-view pay-per-view matches are worth watching as opposed to tv matches um so I gave it a shot. I sat down and I watched it. And they they did really well. They did some really fun stuff here. And it was a real standout moment. Um there were several standout moments actually. Uh there was all sorts of crazy stuff going on as well. Like at one point they said on commentary that apparently there were tensions between uh Montez Ford and, and Hawkins. And I was like, wait, what? And then so I was looking for that in the match. Oh, yeah, that's uh, rumor. I was that's looking out for it, but yeah, but I didn't see any of that. And then um. Then the match ended, but it ended with controversy because Montez Ford's arm was up off the off the mat, and it was very clear and obvious. But you know, obviously the ref blind, uh, <laughs> and um, so yeah, they didn't actually win. So obviously they're setting up another match. But if you pay attention, Ford looks like both annoyed at the situation and also like maybe he's annoyed at. Hawkins but maybe not like it could have gone either way but um, they teased a lot of fun stuff here plus the match was just really good so that, that for me was the match of the night
0: Montez Ford he's going to be a world champion he, he's going to go single I, I see it I, I called it a while back but now he's starting to get that push if you've noticed he's redid his physique and uh, he, he's awesome on the mic and yeah I think uh, I, I see that happening maybe the next time they meet but what's uh, going to happen to Hawkins, man? He's probably going to be gone.
1: Yeah, that's the poor guy. He's fun, too. I mean, I get it. Fun for Vontes is money, but come on, man. Hawkins is good,
0: too. I mean, he can leap over the ring, I guess, but you know. Oh, no, you're doing,
1: him, you're doing him dirty, man. He's he is good. Wrestler. <laughs> he out of the two of them, he he really does like carry the team as far as in ring work is concerned. Um, mm-hmm. Like Montez Ford is is a great wrestler. Don't get me wrong. Like like they're both really good, but they're different kinds of wrestlers. That's the thing. Like people often compare them to Private Party in AEW, but you know what? They're both high flyers. Whereas Hawkins is more of like a, he's less of a high flyer, and I don't know what to pull it. I'm, I'm not going to say brawler because that's not quite right. But he's a he's just a wrestler. You know, like I can't really it, it, it works. It's a bit. It's a bit like. Um, what would be a good example of two guys that had different styles but they, they came together?
0: Um you, you remember those two? Who? Yeah, a big Cash and Enzo.
1: Yeah, perfect example. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a little bit, bit more
0: static there, but yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. Yep, I agree. Uh, so, yeah, so that's all for Money in the Bank. Uh, staying with uh, WWE, though, just for a moment, um, big news, big news out of the WWE last week, Logan Paul, the hmm. YouTube has officially signed a contract with the WWE. Uh, this is, um, I'm going to talk about this for just a second, if you don't mind. Uh, so this, I, have seen this coming since WrestleMania, uh, Miz was on raw last week and he said that him and Logan would be tag teaming at SummerSlam. Logan said no, he wants to fight Miz one-on-one because, of course, Miz turned his back uh, on Logan Paul at WrestleMania after the match. Here's the thing. Here's what I wanted to get in real quick. WWE is going to make a a crucial mistake here if they continue to try to make Logan Paul a babyface. He's not a babyface. The the public love to hate him. They have on social media and everywhere. And... Uh And if they goes against Miz uh, at SummerSlam uh, and they try to I'm telling you, the, the cheering's going to be for Miz, even though he's supposed to be the heel. Did you watch WrestleMania? Yeah. <laughs> dude. I, dude. He's
1: over. And you know why he's over? Because people can see that he can wrestle. See, it doesn't matter how bad you are. Like, you know you could be absolutely hated outside of the ring whatever right but if you demonstrate hey I'm actually a good wrestler and I put the work in and I I care about this people will love you for it just okay for a minute just entertain think about how much Cody Rhodes was hated coming out of AEW right how that shift had, had occurred in the space of a year or two and then how over he was coming into WWE now obviously there's obvious reasons for that and it's a bit of a different situation but it sh- it just goes to show like how that shift can occur Logan you're right did have a lot of there's 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 a lot of aspects to it there's you know him as a public figure and the things he's done that aren't so great in recent years um yeah this was years ago though but yeah he's very much redeemed himself in, in more recent years and he puts the work in and he works hard and I think a lot of people saw him coming into the company as like, oh, it's like everyone else. It's like Bad Bunny. It's, it's like, oh, it's just another celebrity coming in. And But but the thing is, all these celebrities recently that have been coming in, with the exception of a few, but him and Bad Bunny, they actually put the work in and got wrestling training and and really worked at it. Plus, you know, Logan Paul is an amateur wrestler. That's his background, you know? I mean, I'll bet it was at the very beginning of his um of his of his lifetime but he was an amateur wrestler and you know obviously we know about his boxing stuff as well like he's an athlete so he's a he's a he's a good fit for this company and yes yeah. i don't well, know was- like i i i personally feel like that that was my concern coming in and i remember when he was when he first came in you'll recall that they booked him as a heel uh, at the very beginning, and and it was perfect. They had like Owen stun him and everything, and it was it was beautiful. But then since then, they have tried to go with this babyface thing, but it's worked because the Miz is a heat seeker. He can pick up heat, he can deflect it off people. He's really good at doing that, and that's what he's been doing in this role. And I think as long as they kind of don't try to. F- like push it like oh ultimate baby face logan paul as long as they just try to kind of focus on the storyline and just focus on that alone i think they'll be all right with this to be honest
0: yeah now don't get me wrong i'm excited to see what he's going to do in the wwe i just think that uh you know i watched wrestlemania 2 and he was booed <laughs> quite a bit yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah. obviously initially but then he started wrestling and he started winning people over and then people got lost in the story of what was going on. You know, like yeah. the, Miz, the Miz betraying him, stuff like that. Like, I don't know, since then, it seems like people are really behind Logan. Um
0: be interesting Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it, it's split you know you're always going to have detractors you're always going to have people that are against it my personal feelings are i think it's fantastic i think it's really good i i was so happy to see that he could actually wrestle and he put the work i mean geez like some of his selling was better than some of the people on the roster <laughs> right.
0: so yeah i mean you know there's there's something there but and I think it's good for the sport. I think it's good for wrestling.
1: Yeah, it always. Yeah.
0: Any kind of mainstream
1: attention is always going to be positive in some yep. shape or form. And it's it's even better when the people themselves actually try and, and work hard. I mean, you think about how huge Bad Bunny is and Logan Paul are as far as their re- re- respective kind of influences in in their own careers, and then obviously they bring that to wrestling. And but they take it seriously; like they're not mucking around that kind of lends a bit of credibility back into wrestling.
0: Yep, yep, I agree. I agree 100%. At the end of Money in the Bank, uh, uh, I don't know if you've heard this or not, but Happy Corbin did attack uh, Pat McAfee <laughs> and uh, did uh, accept his challenge. So we will have Baron Happy Corbin or whatever his name is versus Pat McAfee, the the announcer. What, what is it that Pat McAfee's been calling him? Um Oh, what
1: was <laughs> it? Oh, I can't remember. He kept calling them h- it throughout the show, and it's hilarious. Like McAfee uh, brilliant. But yeah, this- he
0: got a mad Mad Max guy or whatever his name. I know what you're talking about. He, 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 he keeps
1: calling Happy Corbin like No Hope Corbin or something like No. Not what is it? He kept calling them something. He kept calling them something, and. It's been a chant that's apparently been used against him as well, and it's, it's a fun little storyline they're doing with that. It's driving yeah. me nuts that I can't
0: remember what it is, though, because he was calling him it all the time. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Pat McAfee actually looked pretty good at WrestleMania against Theory, so, and uh, he can actually say that he actually pinned a uh, former United States champion and Money in the Bank holder, so.
1: I think they got a, at some point they got to do like a celebrity wrestling match where they have like, I don't know, just McAfee, Logan Paul, Bad Bunny, and someone else in a four way. And they will just, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that. would be funny. <laughs> it's a, the celebrity battle royal. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so, so also in this, uh, in this week of wrestling, a lot of things happening on the AEW front. Uh, they had blood and guts. Before, um, we, before if- we,
1: sorry, before we get into blood and guts, I just want to read something to our listeners that Tony Khan tweeted out. Now, if you guys don't follow Tony Khan, follow him because it's just pure banter all the time, and it's just I don't know, I don't know what this guy is on. I think he might actually be on drugs or something because um, he uh, but, but he gets like he gets angry on Twitter and he it's like I don't know it's like a, it's like watching like a teenager or something getting really angry online like sometimes he's just kind of stating facts a lot of the time it's like erratic but I saw this and I just thought this was both hilarious and also just an insight into what's going on so I'll just read the tweet so someone said some people will be mad at this but also complain Tony Khan doesn't listen to experienced people he hires. And then Tony Khan replies, Yep, I said I came to TV with a show outline, then heard out ideas on such details and I picked the wrong one. I'm amused anyone says I threw someone under a bus to say the idea was from someone of 30 years experience. Who did I throw under this bus exactly? Where's the mystery, bod? He he meant to say Bud, But, um, you know, (laughs) and it goes on. Someone says, All I know is literally all of us have the same amount of booking experience as you did when you started AEW. Jesus, you aren't ready for that conversation though. (laughs) And he says, Yeah, and that's why I'm the first to say the fans are always right, are clearly being sarcastic. And this is a great example that the fans know what they're talking about. He's you could tell he's he's a bit and like why is why is he replying to to these random people on Twitter? No, Tony, that's why you need to hire a booker that's done this before. And then he says, you need to hire this ratio. (laughs) (laughs) Reminds me. Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> just, just no. But I just don't Like, I understand that he does his little tweets sometimes, where he's like, "Oh, AEW won in the eighteen to thirty-five demographic. We did this highest ratings, blah 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 blah." Like, it might be true, it might be not. Whatever, right? I get that. It's advertising. It's marketing, right? It's, you got to keep promoting, you know. But when he just starts like randomly arguing with people on Twitter, I'm like, "What? Why do you care, dude?" Like, you've got wrestling. You, you know, you're head of the uh, the Fulham Football Club. You're you know, really involved in a high position, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. You've got all these different jobs that you're doing, and you're arguing with people on Twitter. Like, why? <laughs> it's just like, why do you care? Like, I understand yeah, he, he cares about wrestling, but like, it would be one thing if someone publicly berated him, like Bischoff or you know corner or i don't know wwe throwing shade or something like that i would understand that would need a response but when it's just some random guy on twitter it's like like who cares dude you're the one that's got the wrestling company <laughs> <What>?
0: <laughs> yeah uh so i didn't know if you got a chance to watch blood and guts i did um it was uh i liked it i really did uh i thought it was uh, amazing um one one report, one news coming out of Blood and Guts is that uh, Santana actually was injured uh, during that match. Mm. Uh, so hopefully he'll recover because man, oh man, injury has struck the WWE and AEW like crazy these last couple months. So yeah, it's it'll be-
1: been unlucky, but I feel like with AEW, they have been um, a lot more... I don't want to say carefree because that's not really the right word, but their matches on the whole seem a lot more dangerous, and I don't know that it just seems like people are more in a position where they might they're more likely to become injured in AEW as opposed to the, the WWE. I mean, I, I and again, that is a blanket statement, but I'm just noticing. Based on the last couple of years, and, and by comparison, right now though you're right, it's it's kind of a bit equal. It's it's random. Yeah, it's just kind of like here, there, and everywhere. Um, but one I'm of the one, yeah, uh, one I think one of the interesting things though is that injuries bring about interesting scenarios where sometimes you get to see people that wouldn't normally get pushed get an opportunity, or sometimes it shuffles around things so you get things earlier, or you get different kind of fun scenarios.
0: Um, also, hey, funny. go on. It's funny you say that because that was actually the next thing that I had in my notes. Uh, right now, where there are so many injuries, especially in AEW, uh, these wrestlers that are on like the dark YouTube channel uh, or you don't see them on TV, but you know they're there, right now, whenever they get a chance, they really should push themselves to the limit uh, because they can be brought up, just like you said. Right now is their opportunity, I think, uh, yeah. to, get on, to get on television, you know? Yeah. I mean,
1: they're trying to do some things. I mean, okay, again, I know, I know it's like the third time now that I'm bringing this up, but now I'm getting really annoyed. So this interim world championship thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> so Moxley, he wins it, okay? And now he's, defend- yep. he's defending the interim world championship, okay? So yeah, we, we've already told people like, "Hey, here's someone who's going to temporarily represent us until you know the real champion comes." But now he's defending uh, the the fake belt. I don't know. I mean, what else can you really call it? It's 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 not a proper belt. It's not the official belt. So what's the point, right? It's um, like so. It was just driving me nuts. Like, just what the hell? Like, okay, in universe, right? Why would you care about going for that championship? And I know I'm beating a dead horse here, but someone has put themselves forward and now they're going to have a match with Moxley. Like, didn't they have like a little mini tournament actually? Or because they love tournaments well, in that company, but well, they're doing they
0: something. Hmm?
1: Was it? Was it? They did a yeah, that was it. They did a rumble, didn't they? A battle royal to determine who would face Moxley for the interim championship. And it's like, yeah i don't know i mean i like the fact that they're trying to elevate people and and do something and i like that but why didn't they just make punk relinquish the title in the first place and just make moxley the champion and just do that like this just this whole interim thing is just really bugging me you know because what it means is it's just a countdown until punk comes back and then you know i guess he wins and just beats whoever and because then the problem is it makes all of the time right now pointless in a sense do you know what i mean it's like oh well we'll just wait until the real champion comes you know that's kind of how i feel like and maybe i'm being too harsh with this because i mean moxley's been a champion before it's nothing against him and it's nothing against anyone taking part i just i just don't understand this whole interim thing
0: it just bugs me it just uh it's basically money in the bank. It's basically just a contract 2 face
1: no! no, 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 no. Because, okay, when, when you, at least with the money in the bank, right, when you defend the money in the bank contracts, that's been done a few times, you're defending against, oh, here's a shot against the actual champion. So there's like, okay, there's a reason to fight for this. Okay, but the interim championship, we've already been told, is not the official championship. It's just like a, I don't know, it's like the equivalent of, like, if I said to you, like, oh, okay, I won the gold medal, <laughs> but, you know, I'm too busy to, like, carry it right now, or I'm injured or whatever, so you can uh, look after this uh, pretend version of it while I'm gone, and then when I come back, you know, move over, because I'm, I'm, I'm actually the champion. And it's it's well, like that. That's how. It and, and Don't get me wrong. I know they'll do a match, but come on. You expect me to believe that when Punk comes back, if Moxley's still the champion, that they're not going to have Punk beat uh, Moxley. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe they will have him beat him, and that will be like, oh, okay. And that, that'll be interesting, to be fair. But I just, I just feel like he's going to come back, and it'll be great when he comes back, but then he'll just beat Moxley.
0: Yeah, it, it'll, be, it'll be interesting, I think. Uh, I think it'll depend on how over Moxley is at that time. Uh, but CM Punk is such a favorite, and he was so over when he got hurt, he's going to be even more... Yeah, I can't see uh, them letting him lose the title. I agree. I just,
1: I just don't like this whole interim thing. I really wish they would. Do you, do you know one problem with this, right? Which makes sense, but we don't know how long Punk is going to be out for. If we had an idea of how long he was going to be out for and we didn't have this interim thing, I think it would be a bit better because you'd roughly know, like, okay, this is when we can expect him. And You know, they won't necessarily do it like that. But, you know, you got an idea. So you know what to expect in the coming months. Excuse me. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, to to me, I think the problem is it feels like they're biding time. Instead of, like, if they would just, (coughs) let's say Moxley was just the actual champion. Right now, what would they be doing? They'd be building feuds. Are they really building a feud? Like to me, winning a, a battle royal is not really building a feud. Like, okay, now someone's got a match against Moxley. Have they already booked the match, actually? Yeah, the, the match is on Dynamite, I believe, this week. Oh, ah, see, there you go. It's on Dynamite. So it's a TV mm-hmm. match. So there's no way that that person is going to beat Moxley. So is there even any point watching? I
0: think it's going to be a good match. It's Brody Lee. Do you know who Brody Lee is?
1: Brody King. Brody Lee is the one that passed away.
0: Oh, Brody King. Yeah, the guy that's in uh, the uh, House of Black. I got
1: zero interest in this, I have to say, because <laughs> the whole uh, House of Black thing is just, just didn't work for me. I don't know. Um, I, I don't really get Brody King, to be honest. I don't get what the appeal is. Cause the, and that's the thing. A lot of the time you'll hear in AEW, they make a real big fuss of these people that have wrestled together elsewhere. And I understand like, for people that follow all the different companies outside of AEW, it must be really exciting. Um, And that's great. I'm not trying to, you know...
0: He's a former world
1: champion in the indies. Right. But, like, you have to look at things through the frame of reference of, like, there are people, myself included, that have only watched AEW. I've watched a little bit of, like, MLW, you know, Ring of Honor, TNA, whatever, right? But generally speaking, I've focused on the main companies. Why? My personal feeling is that I like the presentation. I don't like it when there's a small scaled presentation. And some companies can't help that, you know. Um, But there's something that just puts me off about a real small presentation that feels you know like it's just a room with people in it and a small screen like to me that's not as impactful as a big stadium arena or whatever right and AEW and WWE both have that and they both present it in really good ways and differently too so it's interesting yep. um and i'm not you know of course like new japan does that but you know that's a different style it's a different nation different country as well and not everyone watches that like a lot of people do but not everyone that's watching AEW is watching that so right. Here's the thing and this has been said I've heard other people you know way more informed than than me people that are actually people like corner people like whoever eric Bischoff, whatever like people that actually were in the industry have been involved in wrestling for a long time they've said this and their opinions mean a lot more than than mine um they've said that you know the way you present people coming in who Your kind of casual fans, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Your casual fans know nothing about this person. All I know is, okay, this guy had a tag team with Alistair Black at some, sorry, uh, Marakai Black, uh, I'm such a mark. before, and apparently they were quite dominant. And now he's been in this uh, really sort of sucky stable, which seemed fun at the beginning, but then it was just immediately compared to Judgment Day and it seemed like they just did it better. And it just never really... You know, they tried something and it just never really... And to me, it feels like that stable is coming to an end. I don't know about you, but I've not really seen much of them on TV lately. Um, But whatever, like, to get to the point. So this guy's this guy got a match against Moxley. Okay, great. They're giving him a shot. But I just don't feel very excited about him because his presentation so far has, has not been particularly great or impactful. He's just been a sort of a bully guy that's in this stable you know and what's the point of a stable stables generally will have a leader who's already really powerful right generally speaking and the others are there either to reinforce that person or to be elevated that's one of the two yeah
0: and they it has, such a superstar right. in black that they did this completely wrong i, I agree, I, I,
1: I agree. I, and i actually think it's it's hurt Malachi Black, because let's just look at like how over he was when he joined the company. I mean, he came in and he immediately just smacked Co- Cody Rhodes and um, Arn Anderson in the face. It was fun, and it's like, whoa, okay, and whatever. Maybe that storyline went on for a bit too long, but he was fun for a long time. And then whenever they put them in in this stable, I don't know about you, but my interest in him just dissipated. Yeah, no- after that.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree 100. I, I uh, they did it wrong. They, they just did, there's so many things that they can do with him uh, as a hill. Uh, he's being underutilized. I agree 100.
1: It's, it's of- not. It's, I wouldn't even say that. It's just look. There's nothing wrong with trying things, you know. But when something's not working. I think you need to know when to like, pull the plug on it. And they've done... AEW's done this before. They saw... You remember they did a storyline with um, Brandi Rhodes when she was in the company where it was like her, I think, uh, Nyla Rose and someone else. And they kept doing this gimmick where like they would go up to someone, beat them down and like cut a bit of their hair off or something. And they were trying to do some sort of storyline with it and it just wasn't working. And they did it for like a month or, or two. And then they just stopped doing it. And then they did another storyline again with her and Ali or um the bunny as she's called um and it didn't work and so they ended it but they tried they tried different things they knew when to end it and they ended it that's what they should do with this manakai black guy but they don't because i guess they're just obsessed with like the affiliation outside the company like oh well they wrestled in new japan together so they have to be together here they have to be there's history and it's like okay and this is my bigger problem this is what i was trying to talk about before the issue is that like if you're going to present people that casual fans don't really know well tell us what they did because all i know i got like a, a 20 second spiel from uh excalibur is that his name the guy with the mask um he said, like, oh, yeah. I, oh, my God, Brody, Brody King, Brody King. So, like, okay, who is he? Oh, he, he tagged with Malachi Black outside of, you know, in New Japan. Okay, great. What did they do? Nothing. They don't say it. They just say that, like, as if I'm supposed to be really excited by that. Like, and, okay, maybe I sound a bit harsh for saying that, but to me, it's, it's not a big deal unless you kind of talk about, like, oh, well, they did this and they did this and they did this and, like. Okay, I'll give an example. They really bigged up that Minoru Suzuki guy, okay? And they talked about, like, oh, here's all the things he did. Here's his his, his illustrious career. He's been wrestling for this long. He did this. He did this. He did this. They really built him up. And then I was like, okay. So I gave him a chance. I was like, okay, this sounds interesting. And I started watching him wrestling, and I was like, you know what? This is not for me. Fair enough, right? Just personal preference. But at least they did a real good job of presenting him as a big deal, you know? And like, this is someone you should care about, and this is why you should care about this person, and that's what I'm yeah. talking about. Like this Brodie King guy. Like, I
0: don't. F- they haven't really told me why I should care. That's it. Yep. I- <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, they they're pretty much phasing out the Dark Order, so. Uh, oh I can- yeah. yeah. Do you think they're just gonna get like? Because I'm
1: interested by that. So they still got the the Johnny Hungi. Go- oh, I can't remember his name. Uh, Johnny Hungi. <laughs> um what's his name johnny something. i don't know which one you're the small the small one the small guy oh yeah With yeah, yeah. He, but his name's not johnny hungy it's <laughs> uh yeah but he's 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 really good um because there's like four main ones isn't or the five there's you got 10 yeah, preston vans who i still can't believe they put him in a mask have you seen how good looking that man is and they put him in a mask what are you doing i don't get it uh alan angels great wrestler the guy who plays uh johnny hungy's really good and then you've got Stu grayson and uh evil Uno. and i don't i think i mean there's others but but th- those are your main kind of ones right and right, they just right. seem seemingly, seemingly they just let them all disappear they're just gone like uh, which film have
0: been released from the company which ones have been released do you know i don't have that in front of me <laughs> i apologize uh I'll, I'll be sure to have it by next show, but there are two I just found out that were released. Uh, so they're slowly, they slowly are phasing out. Well, it's uh, interesting.
1: It'd be interesting to find out which ones were released because I know that Stu Grayson has been accepting, Um, he's been accepting bookings. I saw that Evil Uno tweeted something about like, oh, Dark Order is not dead or something. May- oh, crikey. Maybe they released them. I know they moved... Um, Colt Cabana to Ring of Honor and you just know that that's because of Punk <laughs> you remember when his, his uh, media scrum where he was just like oh he was asked about what people thought about him in the locker room and he said oh well there are nobodies that you know d- don't like me but those nobodies are no longer here anymore or they you know those nobodies don't matter and you just know it's thrown shade at Colt Cabana it must be I mean I'm sorry but they can't they must have seen each other they must have interacted or something i can't believe they just gone this whole time and just not seen each other not spoken nothing like they must have i don't know it's interesting to me but whatever
0: so speaking of uh what you like and what you don't like let's get into this week's challenge here um okay so alan angels has been released okay uh, oh wow and let's see. Yeah, I wanted to go ahead, since the audience is listening now, and look it up, and let's see who the other one is. That's mad, because Alan Angels is such a great wrestler. I'm surprised. I really am. can't believe that. Damn. Uh, so I want to start out at number 10 on your worst uh, wrestlers that actually got over, in your opinion. This is just our opinion. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm, ju- I'm just going to... Pick a bone with you because this was
1: the one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. This was so hard. So okay, so it's the ten worst wrestlers that got over, right? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay, so your the, opinion. Yeah, the reason why this was so hard was I was thinking, like, generally speaking, when you're thinking about terrible wrestlers, like in ring wrestlers, they re- they don't all often get over. You know, like often it's like people laugh at them like haha they were so bad that it's it's good it's funny but they were not like over for being bad do you know what i mean but there are exceptions to this rule and i think you're going to get a pop out of some of these because some of them are going to be controversial (laughs) so uh here we go um in no particular order the great carly (laughs) i think that's at the top
0: of most people's worst lists um, you should 10 to 1. What do you mean, no specific order? <laughs> well because we don't I, rank
1: I can't really I can't really rank them because to be honest, you could make an argument for any of these and as I go through you'll see you'll see what I mean. <laughs> um, yeah. Just 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 go with me on, on this little journey. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll list them all and then we can talk about it. How about that? Sure, sure. Okay, so I've got the great Carly. Ralphus, IE, i.e., as in Jericho personal security from WCW, <laughs> the ultimate warrior, James Ellsworth, Sable, Shane McMahon, Vince McMahon, Goldberg, Ryback, and Braun Strowman.
0: What Braun Strowman? Go.
1: Well, okay, it was between him and The Miz. And ultimately, I went for Strowman because I feel that The Miz. Okay, the question was 10 worst in ring wrestlers that got over, right? Now, The Miz is not like a technical genius, but he knows how to work a good match. Like, he's a good wrestler. And a lot of these uh, people that I've chosen here. When you think about what it means to put on a good wrestling match, a lot of that comes down to like knowing how to work with other people and and, and work different styles and, and stuff like that. So, for example, Braun Strowman, if you're going to wrestle Braun Strowman, you have to have the Braun Strowman match, which means you're going to get thrown around a lot, you know, power slammed. He'll do his running, you know, punch thing outside. Yeah, I don't know what he does now, but, you know, lots of body slams, lots of slams. Uh, you might get a, a few high kicks, high spots on him, but ultimately you're going to get smashed. If if indeed he's winning, if you're if he's losing, then you're just going to get loads of offense on him, and he's going to take a bunch of bumps, and you get a few slams. It, but ultimately there's not much. Then I never saw a Braun Strowman match where I was like, "Wow, that's a great match." It was always um, very short matches and kind of just. It was more about his character, really, and and the storyline, you know? And I think you could say the same for Goldberg, too. I mean, how many 10-minute, 15-minute Goldberg matches can you remember? (laughs) You know? The best matches were always the short ones, which was by design. He wasn't supposed to be a technical master. You know, he was supposed to be kind of the guy that comes in, he beats you up, and he wins, you know? I
0: want to know something crazy is uh, my my worst top ten uh, I don't think we have anybody <laughs> anybody the same um, oh, by the cool. way real, uh, Stu Grayson is the other one that was released from the Dark oh Order.
1: damn okay so they kept Evil Uno, interesting so yeah. they, that's, to me that's interesting because if it was a toss up between Evil Uno and Alan Angels I would have kept Alan Angels because
0: he's a better in ring wrestler um, yeah, he no, actually just tweeted out that the Dark Order is not dead, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, So let's do uh, my 10 worst, um, uh, and I'll, I'll go from number 10 to number 1. All okay? right. All right, so number 10 worst wrestler, and this is just my opinion, uh, Baron Corbin. What? <laughs>
1: Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Keep going, uh, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep
0: going. Yeah. You're probably going to say that a lot. Uh, well, okay. Is, it, nine, is
1: this? Uh, let's just let's get a caveat. Is this like of the modern era ever, right now?
0: Ever since they've been in wrestling. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. You know, long hair, and when he got over, and they thought he was going to be a champion, um, I thought he stunk. So, um, <laughs> uh, Tommy Dreamer.
1: Mm, uh, my- okay.
0: Uh, Mikey Whiprath uh, he's from know, ECW.
1: Okay, yeah, I never saw him wrestle, but fair enough.
0: Yeah, Axel Rotten, he's from. You you're just you just, just picking ECW wrestlers. <laughs> what have you got against ECW? <laughs> no, got other ones on here. Uh, <laughs> man, I wish you would have said that already because the next one's ECW. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: well, it's official. He, he Kentucky guy just hates ecw that's it Actually, ecw was my favorite back when what, you know what i mean i, ve- I
0: feel like i been uh, in a
1: twilight zone this makes no
0: sense way back <laughs> uh, just incredible uh and then uh some people that you may have heard of uh number five <laughs> uh kenny kingston yeah yeah uh, oh, from four- um
1: from ring of honor right that's the one that cornet hates Years no, ago. Eddie
0: Kingston. Oh, Eddie Kingston. Oh, interesting. For me. Oh, okay. Yeah, for me. Uh-huh. Uh, wow. Lex Luger. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> That's a funny one. <laughs> yeah.
0: For three Sid ditches. Okay. Psycho Sid. Yep. Yeah. And then the last two, um, yeah, I don't think you'll agree with, but <laughs> number two, my number two worst wrestler of all time that actually got over. He should have never got the fame that he did. Hulk Hogan. And number one, Roman Reigns.
1: Okay. The only reason that I disagree with the Hogan and the Reigns thing is because here's the thing. Both of them can wrestle, but they actively choose not to on purpose and what out of the two like Reigns does actually wrestle he's put on some really really good matches uh, i think you're just blind but uh, <laughs> in general i know what you mean it's the old oh, the methodical pace the same th- like okay you can a lot of reigns matches will ha- be quite methodical they'll, they'll be kind of samey there'll be a lot of the same moves but he does mix it up and he does sell a lot for his um competitors and, and they're always different you know whereas hogan Uh, Yeah, I can't think of like any matches that I was like, wow, except for because of fanfare, like obviously against Ultimate Warrior, against Andre the Giant, against The Rock, you know, etc. Like it was always the fanfare and the spectacle. But that's kind of the point with Hogan. It was never really about the in-ring product. It was always more about the fanfare and, and the presentation, you know, this larger than life superhero, so to speak. But he could wrestle. He could actually wrestle, and if you look at the stuff that he did um, in in New Japan in, in Japan, he he was technically profound. The only reason that Hogan wrestles the way he did was just because that's the way that he made money. But he didn't have to. He could have been like, and I'm not saying he's like Bret Hart or anything, but like he could he could wrestle. Uh, don't be don't be um, don't
0: be fooled. <laughs> uh, uh, New Japan matches. Um...
1: Yeah, again, again, me me neither, but like I I saw a lot of clips, and and from what I saw of those small matches, like he could, he was technically proficient. Like he was a reasonable wrestler who knew how to sell fairly well and, you know, did like varying. He was quite technical, not much hi fi and stuff.
0: Did you know he was in New Japan Wrestling so long that he actually got married there? I didn't realize that until I was
1: doing some research. Wow. No, I didn't. Yeah. Know.
0: Okay, so your 10 best, sir. Ten oh, best. yeah, this
1: this was a lot easier. <laughs> uh, yeah, in no particular order. Um, Brett Hart, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, Brian Danielson, Mr. Perfect, Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jericho, CM Punk.
0: Okay, sweet. Now, we do have quite a bit uh, the same on that one, so... That's good. Um. So number ten, Seth Rollins. Yeah. Uh. Mm. Number. Yeah, I, I like burn it down. Oh yeah. Uh. Number nine, Okada. Okay. Uh, number eight, CM Punk. Number seven, uh, Samoa Joe. Ooh. Number six. Yeah. Number six, your favorite guy, Kenny Omega. Ugh. Number, <laughs> <laughs> he he has
1: he has had some good matches, but yeah, I just. There's too much bad to overcome the good.
0: If you ever get a chance and you're on YouTube and you got a few minutes, check out some of the highlights from matches between him and Okada. I've, some I've the seen
1: some of... Like, I'm not saying he's a bad wrestler. He is a great wrestler. It's just what I take exception of with is when people are like, he's the greatest wrestler that I've ever lived. And it's like... Oh, I no, he's think, number six. I don't... I mean... When You know, recently Moxley said in an interview about Brian Danielson, he said, in my opinion, he's the greatest wrestler of all time. And you know what? When he said that, there will be people that laughed. There'll be people that go, mm, I don't know. But do you know what? I remember listening to this on, on Cornet's podcast. And he said, you know what? That's one of the first sensible things Mox has said in a long time. Because it's like a fair, po- you could make a case for that. And I really feel like whenever it's a Danielson match, he makes you care. He makes this. He makes everything mean something. I mean, when he did his match with Omega, that's the first time I saw Omega in a long time. Where I was like, "Oh, this is a good match." He, he. It's like he forced Omega to wrestle like properly, and then it really sh- actually put Omega in a great light and showed what he's capable of and how he. he ca- the problem is, Omega spent way too much time with the bloody young bucks, and it's like overselling like this that's the problem because even the young bucks they put on good matches too but if you oversell everything if if nothing means anything then it just becomes like a stunt show and that's not what wrestling should be like wrestling is a spectacle but you need story you need stakes you need you know it still needs to be these two people want to beat each other up and these are the stakes and this is why and you, 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 there, there has to be a certain degree of psychology you know there's a lot of stuff i see in those matches where it's like why would they do this why would they do this why would why would they logically do that you know i just and that makes me just not want to watch because it's just right. too much of that you know
0: i like to hear the, i like this be able to tell the story when they're wrestling yeah yeah exactly
1: uh, I, it, and it doesn't it doesn't have to be perfect like i'm not Sitting here and saying, because I've, I've seen matches where they've done it. That's the thing as well. So it's not like they don't know how to do it. They choose to do this style that they do, but they know how to wrestle. And that's the thing that infuriates me the most.
0: <laughs> right. Now, my number five uh, choice, I actually heard John Moxley call him the GOAT, uh, is Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, Triple H. Mm-hmm. Number three, Steve Austin. Number two, Rick Flair. And number one, and, he's, and anybody that knows me personally knows that this guy has been my favorite wrestler for probably over 20 years, Shawn Michaels. So. See,
1: here's something as well, which I think is interesting about this, because you said in-ring wrestlers, right? As in their work rate in the ring. Did uh-huh. I get that
0: right? Yeah? Uh, the, the, You're right. Your, your uh, favorite, right, your best in-ring that are over wrestlers
1: uh-huh. yeah see because
0: my answers would have been
1: different if if the question was just who's the best wrestlers ever you know top 10 that would have been a different i would have done this differently because what i tried to do like even CM punk on my list to be honest his mic work and his other stuff kind of made me think like all oh, this bumps him up but mainly i was trying to think about it from the perspective of technical like how they put on a show, how they put on a wrestling match, how they structure it in the ring. That's what I was trying to think about. Um, well, guess
0: what? Go on. Well, guess what, Christian? You will be able to change that if you'd like, because my next challenge oh, God. is for... <laughs> is for. Uh, we're going to stick with the fabulous number 10, 10 best, 10 worst, Okay, tag team, tag teams. For oh, next I,
1: I don't watch tag teams I don't know
0: man uh, I'm sure I could
1: do it Does it have to be the same So like in ring Bad ver- Oh that's going to be hard It's going to be really hard for the worst Let, Let Let's hard. put you no. fa- Let's just call it your favourite That's alright ass- I'll go with the assignment man You're just making me Giving me hard homework
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh man I think it's interesting. I think it gives the audience something to look forward to. So yeah. Do you have anything Um, to to poke at with mine? (laughs) Um, Shoot. You're, uh, you know, I've already mentioned Braun Strowman. That really, uh, (laughs) that really surprised me. You're uh, the best. Uh, Like I said, we have a lot of the same. I actually have, like if you go farther than uh, 10 down, I've got Bret Hart. I think he was amazing. Yeah. Uh, You know, some of the other ones that you mentioned. Um <laughs> but uh some of the ones on your worst uh, uh kind of shocked me a little bit. <laughs> so you think that James Ellsworth
1: was one of the best
0: wrestlers I in the ring? <laughs> Didn't get a fair shake in the WWE. Well, what about what about Sable,
1: man? That technical Sable. Yeah, the technical marvel that she was in the ring. Are you Lesnar's old lady
0: Sable? Yeah. Sable.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. Technical wrestler. <laughs> <sighs> oh, oh. oh, the Ultimate Warrior, man. That that to me is hilarious. Like I, I've seen a lot of stuff about the Ultimate Warrior and all the, his matches and stuff, and it's like he didn't he didn't actually wrestle. He just threw people around
0: and just ran around a lot. <laughs> he was a <laughs> Uh, so, just to let everybody know that the Ring of Honor, they're finally in the news. Uh, Death before dishonor uh, will be July 23rd. Uh, this month uh, will be their next pay-per-view. And from what I'm understanding, it's going to be also on the Bleach, uh, Bleach Report. Uh, the Bleacher Report. And that's important because that means Tony Khan is looking to maybe bring them to a national uh, TV channel, which it's about time. So, this hmm. Disc- we actually mentioned Ring of Honor last time. What's going on with them? We hadn't heard anything from them. And, uh, that's why I hit you up last week when I did hear about this because, uh, uh, finally some news on Ring of Honor. They actually have their website up. They didn't go with that awful logo that they first promoted. Uh, they actually have a sleek new website. Uh, it's got a lot of things on there and it's actually the merch is back. So, uh, it looks like Ring of Honor is going to be alive and well. I just think that Tony Khan needs to use them, like an NXT, uh, to float over into AEW. That would be the smart thing, in in my opinion.
1: I think, I'm going to call it now, I think a lot of people are going to be very disappointed. And not because there's not a chance this could work, but more because it's not going to be the Ring of Honor that everyone remembers. It's going to be something new, because it has to be something new. Because it can't be what it used to be. Because what was it? It used to be an indie promotion that did big events and built big, you know, future stars that at the time were not huge stars. You know, like occasionally you get people pop in here and there that were big elsewhere, you know, maybe even had previously been in like WWE or New Japan or whatever. But generally speaking, it was people, you know, cutting their teeth, you know, like building their careers like from scratch and putting on great wrestling matches. But, you know, in small venues, indie venues, whatever. Okay, that's how it was presented. They got TV, you know, they did some stuff here and there and, and they made a go of it, but it was quite small scale. And the, the NXT comparison is is kind of a good comparison because I think that would be its best use, but I don't know that people are necessarily going to be happy with that. But then, I mean, you can't please everyone, that's for sure. But at the same time... I mean i I don't know what people envision this is going to be i mean i think in an ideal world it would be like their you know maybe they do like a a brand split and we've spoken about this before but like having like because that (laughs) that roster is too big it's just too big so having like three different brands would be fun and interesting maybe and would at least get all their wrestlers on tv but um yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But, uh,
0: yeah. Wrestlers from AEW, from TNA, from New Japan, all on this new ring of honor. Uh, I think we're going to see. Uh, I think it's going to be floating in and out. Uh, me, I like, I'm like you. I like pure wrestling. So I'm actually looking forward to it. Uh, but you are right. There are going to be a lot of people that, uh, you know, they, they, they plan on seeing the Briscoes on there every week and, and so forth. And it's just not going to be that way. It can't be because it didn't last. It didn't make any money that way. So, of course, they've got to change the structure.
1: Yeah. And it's as long as people accept that and they go, do you know what? It had a good history. It's been saved in the sense that it's going to keep going. But it's a legacy thing. Then it it should be fine. I mean, look, WWE is not the same product it was 20 years ago. Things change, you know, and they have to change and they should change. I mean, imagine if we were still trying to do the Attitude Era stuff today. Like, A, it wouldn't work. And B, it would the, get it would get stagnant. It would get stale. You well, know, they'd pain. be canceled. The well, that, generation. Yeah, but it it would just get stale. It would get it would get too much after a while.
0: Right. And then speaking of stale, uh, number seventy three, age seventy three, Rick Clare, uh, his final match at the uh, StarCast I thirty first. Still, <laughs> no opponent announced. Still, no opponent announced. So. Man. that's all i can bring you so i don't understand it but you know we're less than uh, 20 days or 30 days away so i don't know i don't want to
1: say it for fear that i say it and i predict the future but i just let me put it this way i just hope that he will be okay <laughs> that's all i can say i hope that he will be okay
0: <laughs> I, I really believe- that they need to go with like a six man tag. Like they first promoted in May. Uh, he needs to be in. A, I, I, I just don't think he can carry a singles match uh, for any length of time.
1: Whoever he would uh, go against, they are going to carry like 98% of that for sure.
0: Yeah. That, that's why it can't be Ricky Steamboat. He's 69. It I mean, be
1: even, even Ricky was like, and I, i still think that probably Ricky could probably even go now, but like, he was just like, you know what? I, it was a push to do it when I did it against Jericho and that was 10 years before. Like now it's like, just, you know, not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, agree. Just, yeah I, I don't know. Rick, Rick, Rick is a classic example of what happens as you get older. Cause you never stop being the person that you are. You get older, you get wiser and stuff, but you, that, in you like now I fully understand why you get people in like the seventies and eighties that are like you know almost like teen like kids in in terms of like their outlook like they're still getting involved in tomfoolery and mucking around like it makes sense because you know while their bodies might get older they are still young minded you know what I mean um, right. oh yeah yeah and that that's how I feel when I when I look at Rick it's like oh man he he just so desperately wishes he was younger so he could still keep wrestling. And I, I feel for him, man, because wrestling at its best is, is one of the best things out there. And I get it, man. You know, I just, yeah. I hope he'll be careful. I, I really wish he wasn't doing this. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess whoever's in the ring with him, I just take
0: care of him, please. <laughs> I'd like to see it be like Sting. I think Sting could carry him. In a, no, you know, they
1: dude, have- come on. He's like
0: he himself is needing to be you know careful and AEW is not gonna allow that anyways they're not going to allow Sting to uh, you know let Ric Flair put Ric Flair over you know what i mean so it's not yeah. even
1: it's not even about that it's it's that doesn't matter the, the what matters is like safety as always right. you know keeping making sure the guy doesn't get injured you know, I mean, that yep. should be your focus anyway in any wrestling match, but especially in a match where your competitor is like 73 years old. Like,
0: geez, I mean. Exactly. So that is about all the time that we do have for today's episode. Uh, it's been an amazing show, Christian. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, guys, don't forget that you can reach him at uh, the Christian Reeve show podcast.
1: The, uh, Chris- the Christian Reeve podcast.
0: <laughs> there you go, the Christian Reeve go. podcast, and you're also on TikTok. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. TikTok and Instagram, you can find me at Christian PK Reeve official on both of those, or you just search my name, Christian PK Reeve, Christian Reeve. You'll find me.
0: Yeah, so check him out. I'm telling you, it's definitely worth uh, checking out his uh, his own personal podcast. Uh, there is so much. Uh, I, I find I learn things from his podcast. <laughs> I don't normally do so (laughs) but uh yeah and also remember that you can reach this show here against the match wrestling podcast every monday and friday and uh also don't forget the other show that i host the red pill current news podcast dropping episodes every wednesday and saturday all right guys thank you so much for listening and bye for now have a wonderful week and uh get let's get out there and get it going